Despite the widespread availability of vaccines and boosters for adults and children, we're still seeking ways to boost vaccine confidence to protect more people from severe complications from the virus and ease the stress and strain on our frontline healthcare workers. There is some encouraging news. Advances in therapeutics are creating more ways that respond to the coronavirus. Today, I'm delighted to have Dr. John Farley, Director of the Office of Infectious Diseases at the Office of New Drugs at the Center for Drug Evaluation and Research at the FDA. Today, we're going to learn more about some treatment options for high-risk outpatients with mild to moderate COVID-19 from Dr. John Farley. That's AMA President Dr. Gerald Harmon. In this three-part series, Dr. Harmon is joined by experts from the FDA to discuss what prescribers need to know about COVID-19 therapeutic drugs. This episode is part of an AMA webinar series addressing the latest developments on COVID-19, including vaccinations, recent guidelines, and what physicians need to know. Thank you for joining us. I'm Gerald Harmon. I'm president of the American Medical Association. Today, we're going to delve into the topic of COVID-19 therapeutics and recommended usage. It's an important step in our ability to better counsel our patients, answer their questions, and provide the most timely and relevant information on how to defeat this virus. For nearly two years now, our country's been battling this deadly pandemic. The Delta variant and now the Omicron variant have brought renewed pressure on the physicians and our already taxed healthcare system. And they've been pretty painful reminders about how just far we still have to go to get this pandemic under control. Despite the widespread availability of vaccines and boosters for adults and children, we're still seeking ways to boost vaccine confidence to protect more people from severe complications from the virus and ease the stress and strain on our frontline healthcare workers. You know, despite all this, there is some encouraging news. Advances in therapeutics are creating more ways to respond to the coronavirus. Today, I'm delighted to have Dr. John Farley. John is the Director of the Office of Infectious Diseases at the Office of New Drugs at the Center for Drug Evaluation and Research at the FDA. Dr. Farley's office is responsible for the review of new antiviral and antibacterial drugs, including monoclonal antibodies and small molecule therapeutics. Today, we're going to learn more about some treatment options for high-risk outpatients with mild to moderate COVID-19 from Dr. Farley. I'd like to introduce Dr. Farley, who will share more about his office's role in emerging COVID-19 therapeutics. Welcome, Dr. Farley. Thank you, Dr. Harmon, and thanks to all the listeners for all the work that you're doing each and every day. We're going to focus on options of treatment uh, for patients with mild to moderate COVID-19 at high risk of progressing to severe COVID-19, including hospitalization or death. And I'm going to begin with an introduction and overview of injectable treatment options. Let's begin our discussion focused on the Omicron variant. The Omicron variant is now estimated to account for 99% of new SARS-CoV-2 infections in the U.S. This has implications for the monoclonal antibody therapeutics in particular because they need to bind to the spike protein of the virus in order to neutralize the virus. Recently, we've updated our monoclonal antibody fact sheets uh, with virology information uh, concerning Omicron. And the tests that are commonly used in this setting are pseudovirus-like particle neutralization data assays. And what they do is they take the spike protein from uh, the Omicron variant and they express it in a less pathogenic virus, they add the antibody and measure neutralization. 
And unfortunately for Kasarivimab and Indevimab together, known under the brand name of Regen Cove, which many of you I know have been using, there's greater than a thousand-fold reduction in susceptibility with Omicron. For bamlanivimab and etazevimab together, which you've also been using, there's unfortunately greater than a 2,900-fold reduction in susceptibility. Fortunately for sidrovimab at this time, uh, there is uh, less than a five-fold reduction in susceptibility, which is considered uh, uh, to not uh, represent uh, a clinically significant change. So in summary, Regencove and bamlanivimab and etazevimab administered together are highly unlikely to be active against variants from the Omicron lineage, whereas citrovimab is expected to retain activity against variants from the Omicron lineage. This is just a reminder of citrovimab and its authorized use it's authorized for the treatment of mild to moderate COVID-19 in adults and pediatric patients, being 12 years of age and older, weighing at least 40 kilograms, who have positive results of a direct SARS-CoV-2 viral test, so either antigen or PCR, and who are at high risk for progression to severe COVID-19, including hospitalization or death. The dosage is 500 milligrams of strobimab, given as soon as possible after positive results of direct SARS-CoV-2 viral testing and within 10 days of symptom onset. Citrovimab needs to be diluted and administered as a single IV infusion over 30 minutes. You took care of the nation. It's time for the nation to take care of you. The AMA stood by America's physicians and patients during the pandemic, and we're not stopping there. We're fixing prior authorization, leading the charge on Medicare payment reform, supporting telehealth, fighting scope creep, and reducing physician burnout. It's time to rebuild, and the AMA is ready. To learn more about the AMA Recovery Plan for America's Physicians, go to ama-assn.org slash time to rebuild. I'd like to turn our attention now to remdesivir, Remdesivir is an improved drug under the trade name Veclary. Veclary is a SARS-CoV-2 nucleotide analog RNA polymerase inhibitor indicated for the treatment of COVID-19 in adults and pediatric patients, again, 12 years of age and older and weighing at least 40 kilograms with positive results of direct SARS-CoV-2 viral testing who are either hospitalized, a use that many of you are familiar with for some time now, but now an added indication for patients who are not hospitalized and have mild to moderate COVID-19 and are at high risk of, for progression to severe COVID-19, including hospitalization or death. So a similar use as citrovimab. The dosage is a single loading dose of Veclary, 200 milligrams on day one, via intravenous infusion, followed by once daily maintenance doses of Veclary 100 milligrams from day two via intravenous infusion. For non-hospitalized patients, the treatment course of Veclary should be initiated as soon as possible after diagnosis of symptomatic COVID-19 has been made and within seven days of symptom onset. And for these patients, the recommended total treatment duration is three days. 
Now, this approval was based on uh, the study uh, 9012, uh, which some of you are also familiar with. It was published recently. It's a randomized double-blind placebo-controlled clinical trial that evaluated Veclary for a total of three days of intravenously administered therapy. Enrolled over 500 adults and eight pediatric patients who were adolescents, non-hospitalized, had mild to moderate COVID-19, were symptomatic for less than seven days, had confirmed SARS-CoV-2 infection, and had at least one risk factor for progression to hospitalization. Of note, Veclary or placebo in this trial was first administered to subjects largely in outpatient facilities, but also in home healthcare settings or skilled nursing facilities. The primary endpoint was the proportion of subjects with COVID-19 related hospitalizations. That was defined at least 20, needing at least 24 hours of acute care or all-cause mortality through day 28. And in terms of these events, they occurred in two or 0.7% of the Veclary treated subjects compared to 15 or 5.3% of the subjects randomized to placebo. And that was a statistically significant difference. And there were no deaths observed. Recently, uh, the uh, Veclary emergency use authorization for pediatric patients was extended. So we have an approved drug for the adult population and for adolescents down to age 12 or weighing at least 40 kilograms. And we have an emergency use authorization for pediatric patients. So that drug was authorized for the treatment of certain children hospitalized or not hospitalized with mild to moderate COVID-19 and at high risk for progression to severe COVID-19. So both a hospital and a non-hospitalized use similar to the adult approval. And as you can see, we have dosing down to as low as 3.5 kilograms with loading dose of five milligrams per kilogram and a maintenance dose of 2.5 milligrams per kilogram. So that's a quick run through of the uh, injectable treatment options. Thanks very much. You can subscribe to the COVID-19 update and other great AMA podcasts anywhere you listen to yours or visit ama-assn.org slash podcasts. Thanks for listening.